Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Hello, friends. I'm Laura Adams, your host and finance author, speaker, and consumer advocate who's been writing and hosting this show since 2008. My newest book is an Amazon number one new release. The title is Money Smart Solopreneur, a personal finance system for freelancers, entrepreneurs, and side hustlers. I hope you'll check it out. It's for anyone who wants to build a business and a secure financial future. It's on sale everywhere books are sold as an ebook and paperback. My mission on the show is to give you the knowledge, resources, and motivation to manage your money the best way possible and create a richer life. New Money Girl episodes are released every Wednesday, and when you're subscribed, they automatically show up in the podcast app. So be sure to hit the subscribe button in the Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen. Today's show is courtesy of a couple of great emails that I received. The first one comes from Megan L., who says, I no longer have any retirement savings because I cashed it all out to pay my debt. We also sold our home and moved into an apartment just as the pandemic was hitting. With the sale of our house, the fact that my husband is working overtime, and the stimulus money, we've saved nearly $10,000 and should have more by the end of the year. My primary question is, what should we do with it? Right now, I have our extra money in a low-interest bank savings, and I'm considering moving it to a high-yield savings as our emergency fund. Is that a good idea? For additional money we save, I intend to use it as a down payment on a new house. However, should I be investing in Roth IRAs instead? What is the best option? This is just a portion of Megan's question, so hopefully, Megan, I'm uh, capturing the spirit of it here. I appreciate you sending it in. Uh, Another question comes from Bianca G., who asks, I have zero credit card debt, but I have a car loan and a student loan. I will be receiving a large amount of money sometime next year. If my fiancé and I want to buy a home, is it better to pay off my car first and then my student loan? Or should I just pay down a big portion of my student loan? Again, thanks, Megan and Bianca, for your questions. I'll answer them in this podcast and give you a three-step plan to prioritize your extra cash and make sure your finances are more secure. No matter if you're a good saver or you get a cash windfall from a tax refund or an inheritance or maybe the sale of a home, 
extra money should never be squandered. So I hope you'll stay with me. And after you listen to this or any podcast, remember that if you want to learn more or you can't remember a resource that I mention, we publish the full notes for every show in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. This is episode number 656 called Got Cash? What to Do with Extra Money. Maybe you're like Megan and you've got extra cash that you think could be working harder for you, but you're just not sure what to do with it. You may even be paralyzed and do nothing with your extra money because you just have a deep-seated fear of making a big mistake with your cash. You know, in some cases, having your money sit idle is precisely the right financial move, but it depends on whether or not you've accomplished three fundamental financial goals, and that's what we're going to cover in this show. To know the right way to manage extra cash, you've got to step back and take a holistic view of your entire financial life. Consider what you're doing right and where you're vulnerable. So I created a three-pronged approach that I call the PIP plan, P-I-P. It stands for prepare for the unexpected, invest for the future, and pay off high interest debt. So again, that's number one. The P is prepare for the unexpected. Number two, the I is invest for the future. And three, the P is pay off high interest debt. So let's go through each one of these so you can understand how to use the PIP plan for your situation. All right, so the first, preparing for the unexpected. This is just the first fundamental goal you've got to put into place. This is preparing for the unexpected. As you all know, life is full of surprises. Some of them bring a lot of happiness, but there's definitely an infinite number of devastating events that could hurt you financially. In an instant, you could be fired from your job, experience a natural disaster, get a severe illness, or lose a spouse. If 2020 has taught us anything, it's that we have to be as mentally, physically, and financially prepared as possible for what may be around the corner. Getting equipped for the unexpected is, you know, it's not something that you do once. It's an ongoing challenge. Your approach should also change over time because it really depends on things like your income, your debt level, the number of dependents that you have, and how many breadwinners are in your family. While no amount of money can reverse a tragedy, having safety nets, such as an emergency fund and various types of insurance, can protect you and your finances. That definitely makes coping with a tragedy easier. Everyone should accumulate an emergency fund equal to at least three to six months worth of their living expenses. For instance, if you spend $3,000 a month on essentials, such as housing, utilities, food, and debt payments, make a goal to keep at least $9,000 or three times that amount in an FDIC-insured bank savings account. And I know keeping that much money in savings may seem boring, but the goal for your emergency fund is safety not growth. The idea is that you've got it. It's there if you need immediate access to your cash, you know, the moment something unexpected happens. That's why I don't recommend investing your emergency money unless you've got more, maybe much more than a six-month reserve. If you don't have enough saved, aim to bridge the gap over a reasonable period. You know, you're not going to create an emergency fund within a month, maybe even within a year. You might save 
half of your target over two years or one third over three years. You can put your goal on autopilot by creating an automatic monthly transfer from your checking into your savings account. Megan mentioned using high yield savings, and that can be a good option because it pays a bit more interest for large balances. However, you know, just remember that the higher rate typically comes with limitations. It may go down, you know, shortly after a promotional period, or it may only apply to a threshold balance. So just be sure to understand the account terms. Another critical aspect of preparing for the unexpected that I mentioned is having enough of the right kinds of insurance. Some of the policies you may need are auto insurance if you drive your own vehicle or someone else's vehicle, homeowner's insurance, which is typically required when you have a mortgage, renter's insurance if you rent a home or apartment, obviously health insurance, which pays a portion of your medical bills. Disability insurance will replace a percentage of your income if you get sick or injured and can no longer work. And also life insurance is key if you have dependents or even debt co-signers who would suffer a financial hardship if you died. I talk a lot more about different financial products in podcast number 614 called How to Create Foolproof Safety Nets. So to learn more, I would definitely refer you to that show. All right, so we've covered the first P in the PIP plan, which is prepare for the unexpected. Let's move on to the I, which is invest for the future. Once you're as prepared as possible for the unexpected by building an emergency fund and getting the right kinds of insurance, the next goal is investing. And I mean investing for retirement. That's the I in PIP. Right behind prepare for the unexpected. So prepare for the unexpected first, then move on to investing. While many people use the terms saving and investing interchangeably, they're not the same. Let's clarify the difference between investing and saving so you can think a little bit more strategically about them. Saving is for the money you expect to spend within the next few years and don't want to risk losing it. In other words, you save money that you want to keep 100% safe because, you know, either you know that you're going to need it or because you could need it for something unexpected. While it's not going to earn much interest, you will be able to tap it in an instant. So that's why it's so important just to keep it in a boring bank or high-yield savings account. On the flip side is investing. This is for the money that you expect to spend in the future, such as in five or more years in the future. Purchasing an investment means that you are exposing money to some amount of risk to make it grow. Investments can obviously go down in value. Therefore, you should never invest money that you can't live without. That money that you need for everyday living expenses should never be invested. In general, I recommend that you invest through a qualified retirement account, such as a workplace plan or an IRA. That's because they come with tax benefits that boost your growth and allows you to get more for your money. My recommendation is to contribute no less than 10 to 15% of your pre-tax income for retirement. Megan mentioned Roth IRAs, and you know it may be a good option for her to rebuild her retirement savings using a Roth IRA. But again, Megan needs to concentrate first on does she have enough in emergency savings? Does she have enough insurance for her needs? For 2020, you can contribute up to $6,000 or up to $7,000 if you're over age 50 to either a traditional 
IRA or a Roth IRA or even a combination of both of them. You typically must have income to qualify for an IRA. However, let's say you're married and you file taxes jointly and you're a non-working stay-at-home spouse. A non-working spouse can max out an IRA based on the couple's household income. For workplace retirement plans such as a 401k, you can contribute much more. You can go up to $19,500 for 2020 or even up to $26,000 if you're over age 50. Some employers match a certain percentage of contributions. This is known as matching funds. And it's terrific because it turbocharges your workplace retirement account. And that's why it's so wise to invest enough at least to max out any free retirement matching you get at work. If your employer kicks in matching funds, you can even exceed the annual contribution limits that I just mentioned, that nineteen five or the 26000 You can go over that amount if you max out your account and you have an employer that's giving you matching funds. And if you're not really sure how to invest the money in your retirement account, I would recommend podcast number 549 called A Five-Point Checklist for How to Invest Money Wisely. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. All right, so once you have prepared for the unexpected, you're investing for retirement, or at least you know you're getting regular contributions set up, it's time to move on to the final P in my PIP plan, and that is pay off high interest debt. 
So again, once you're working on the first two parts of the PIT plan by preparing for the unexpected and investing, you're in a perfect position to also pay off high interest debt. Always tackle high interest debts first because they cost you the most. So paying them off early saves you the most in interest. And these usually include credit cards, car loans, personal loans, and payday loans, because they may come with double-digit interest rates. Remember that when you pay off a credit card that charges 18% APR, that's just like earning 18% on an investment after taxes. That's pretty impressive. So always tackle those before any low interest loans. And your low interest debts are likely to include student loans, mortgages, and home equity lines of credit. These types of debt also come with tax breaks for some of the interest that you pay, making them cost even less. So don't even think about paying these off before implementing your PIP plan. Getting back to Bianca's situation, she didn't mention having emergency savings or regularly investing for retirement. So I would recommend using her upcoming cash windfall to set these up before paying off a low-rate student loan. Let's say Bianca sets aside enough for her emergency fund and she purchases any missing insurance that she needs and she still has cash left over. She could use some or all of it to pay down her auto loan. Since the auto loan probably has a higher interest rate than her student loan and doesn't come with any tax advantages, it would be wise for her to pay that down first. Save the student loan for last because it probably has the lowest interest rate and again, it comes with some tax benefits. Once you've put your PIP plan into motion, you can work on other goals, such as saving for a house, a vacation, college, or any other dream you have. So let's review by summarizing some questions that you should ask yourself when you have a cash windfall or you accumulate savings and you're just not sure what to do with it. Question number one, do I have emergency savings? Again, having some emergency money is critical for a healthy financial life because no one can predict the future. You might have a considerable unexpected expense or lose income. Without some emergency money to fall back on, You're living on the edge, financially speaking, so never turn down the opportunity to build a cash reserve before spending money on anything else. The second question to ask is, do I contribute to a retirement account at work? Getting a windfall could be the ticket to getting started with a retirement plan or at least increasing your contributions. As I mentioned, it's wise to invest at least 10 to 15% of your gross income for retirement. Investing in a workplace retirement plan is an excellent way to set aside small amounts of money regularly. You'll build wealth for the future, cut your taxes, and maybe even get some employer matching. The third question is, do I have an IRA? If you don't have a job with a retirement plan, it's not a problem. If you or a spouse, if you file taxes jointly, have some amount of earned income, you can contribute to a traditional or a Roth IRA. Even if you contribute to a retirement plan at work, you can still max out an IRA in the same year, which is a great way to use a cash windfall. Question number four, do I have high interest debt? If you have expensive debt, such as credit cards or payday loans, 
Paying them down is the next best way to spend extra money. Take the opportunity to use a windfall to get rid of high interest debt and stay out of debt in the future. And the fifth question is, do I have other financial goals? After you've built up your emergency fund, have money flowing into tax-advantaged retirement accounts, and are whittling down high-interest debt, start thinking about other financial goals. Do you want to buy a house? Go to graduate school? Send your kids to college? When it comes to managing extra money, Always consider the big picture of your financial life and choose strategies that follow my PIP plan in order. Again, it's prepare for the unexpected, invest for the future, and pay off high interest debt in that order. Review your situation at least once a year to make sure you're still on track. As your life changes, you may need more or less emergency money or insurance coverage. When your income increases, take the opportunity to bump up your retirement contribution. Even increasing it 1% per year can make a huge difference. And here's a final important quick and dirty tip. When you make more money, don't let your cost of living increase as well. If you earn more, but maintain or even decrease your expenses, you'll be able to reach your financial goals much faster. If you want to learn more about my new book, Money Smart Solopreneur, or you have a money question or comment, you can use my contact page at lauradadams.com to send an email, just like Megan and Bianca did. I'd also love to hear your message on our voicemail line. Just call 302-364-0308. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is produced by the audio wizard Steve Rickyberg with editorial support from Karen Hertzberg. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please take a moment to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. We read all of your reviews and they mean so much to us. It's really an easy way to show your support and also help new listeners find us. You might also like the backlist episodes and show notes available at quickanddirtytips.com. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/slash activecash.